What'd you say? New Greenwich. That's what it's called. Greenwich? This is Maui Wowie. Uh, so <laughs> my favorite movie is that I can't decide on a favorite movie. Press next podcast. Hey yo, I'm Katie. And it's your co-host Corey. And this is the Press Next Podcast. We back, baby. Yes, back for another week to discuss all things movie, TV shows, documentary. Yeah, just entertainment related. in general. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to the film screen. Um, thank y'all for, you know. Being patient with us in this small little hiatus, December has been crazy. But before we even get to that, um, we always want to say thank you for those who are avid listeners. For you who are new and you're like, what is this show about? You know mm-hmm. what we're about, baby. We talk TV shows, documentaries, movies. See how they apply to real life. So sometimes we just, um, yeah, watch a movie and be like, damn, this made me think. This is that podcast. Yeah. And if you feel like you do the same thing, you have found your people your people you found your party you found your herd and you are now a member of the fourth wall so clap it up for yourself you know what i'm saying (laughs) give us a follow on all um social media press next podcast on everything if you google press next podcast or search it on whatever platform you will find us give us a follow Um, if you want to throw us some coin you can also do that yeah they owe me um but the most important thing beyond following is if you can drop us just a rating on Apple Podcasts. We would definitely love that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Go on Apple Podcasts. You know what? I I got our wrapped numbers. I forgot to post them. Yeah. We got, you know, the Spotify do the little rap stuff. Yeah. Dang, I'm slacking. Well, okay. I was going to tell you this, but I'm glad you brought this up. I have switched from listening on Apple Podcasts to Spotify Podcasts. I never listened to Spotify. The only thing that I listened to on Spotify podcast wise was Joe Rogan and Caller Daddy because those are both exclusively Spotify. Right. So if there was an episode that I was like super interested in listening to, I would listen to them. But everything else I did on Apple just because like that's where I started. And so that's kind of where I kept going. But I was listening to the toast. Shout out to the toast. (laughs) I'm going to talk about them every episode. Um, and they were talking about Spotify numbers and how the only real like Spotify is better with their analytics. Their analytics, yes. And Apple is terrible with their analytics. Spotify is better with their analytics and they're better with like, which you do all the producing stuff, but they're better with like it automatically uploads. Whereas Apple, there's usually always some kind of delay like how there was a, a episode that's still not up on apple but it's up uh, like elsewhere yeah like it just never came out on apple yeah. even though we uploaded and it they acknowledge that there was a problem first off let me backtrack this is not anti-apple podcast i enjoy apple podcast i listen to all my own apple podcast i don't listen to any yeah uh, no podcast, i've enjoyed uh, it i just changed but right um, just due to numbers because i want kind of a spotify really it's you because want i want inclusive. a spotify wrapped of the podcast that i listen to right. as well and it's supposed to be an all-inclusive like experience right like this is my only gripe when it comes to apple in general right um is that why is apple music and apple podcast two different things yeah right like my listening um entertainment should be really one app mm-hmm. like spotify is on spotify you can get the show and then here's where spotify's killing the game you can add video yeah. Now, granted, you got to be one of them ones yeah. <laughs> to have access to that. But you don't have to go to YouTube. You you can add video right there in 
the mm-hmm. in Spotify. Mm-hmm. So Spotify got something going. Yeah. And, but everybody knows my gripes with Spotify when it comes to their sound. Yeah. They their compression and and uh, um, uh, algorithm is is terrible. So I'm taking Apple Music all day over Spotify because Apple Music has lossless, which is pretty much like uncompressed audio. Mm. That means nothing to me. Right. It means nothing to you. It <laughs> means everything to me. However, I like both. They both have great things for them. But right now, the king of podcasts is still Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Agreed. So that's why we ask you all to uh, review on that one Absolutely. and leave us reviews on that one because it is still the king of podcasts. And so the more we climb those charts, the charts, it's really all that matters. Um, right. Well, one day I think that um, Spotify will catch up. So shout out to Spotify. Yeah. <coughs> Do you want to know some more stuff? Yeah. All right. So it said that we created 1,590 minutes of new content. Wow. That's more than 83% of other creators in TV and film category. Wow. That's wild, right? You That's think about it. Cool. Eight, remember the stat I told you that if you make it past, uh, we, when we talked about it in class, uh, podcasts don't make it past like 20 episodes. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, we're like in the top. We're in the top. You know, as much as as much as it says, like we've been doing work and we get our very faithful listeners and stuff like that. And you look at like a podcast like a Toast, who has millions of uh, yeah. subscribers and listeners. The gap. This is the craziest thing about content creation. The gap between the, the two is so far, but it's so close. What do you mean? The gap between let's. I'm gonna use TikTok, but it's the same for all content creation. The gap between having a million followers and having 125,000 followers like I have is far away, right? Mm -hmm. However, it only takes a couple of bomb episodes, a couple of bomb videos, a couple of whatever to get to the million. Mm -hmm. So it's so far, but it's so close. Yeah. So that's what I like about that number right there. Here we go. Our top episode this year was, uh, of course, Jeffrey Dahmer. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one got listened to a lot. We were yeah. heard in 10 countries. Let's go. Dang. Our top five were United States, Canada, Sweden, Germany. My people. <laughs> and France. Those are my people listening. <laughs> Katie swears she's from Germany. And she's, Sweden. Uh, Sweden. Swedish fish. All right, here we go. Wait, Switzerland. Yeah, I'm about to say. Swi- Swi- the Swiss? I don't. I can't remember. I get them confused, and then I'm like Swiss cheese, Swedish fish. Uh, <laughs> <So> I, <laughs> How about this? How about wait? We, which one's this chocolate? Swedish chocolate, right? I don't be knowing nothing about. Okay, Switzerland, Germany, and Switzerland is where my my ancestors are from. Okay, according to my father. According to your father. <laughs> but we are gonna do that DNA test, and they are gonna find out just Joe ass just from America. I'm just joking. Here we go. Obviously not. No, 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 no. Um, our listeners' personalities. So that's y'all. The fourth wall is the devotee. Let me read that for y'all. When your fans love a podcast, they really love it. They're quick to support new releases and play their favorite episodes over and over. So shout out to y'all for being the devotee. You know what I'm saying? Our podcast gains that we saw this year. We went up by 20% in followers. Whoa. Yeah. We went up by 10% in streams and 9% in like hours listened. So we had 25 episodes over 10 countries. Now, granted... Some of this is a little bit jaded because we did, um, we switched um, distributors. What do you mean? So we, I used to distribute off of SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. And now we use Transistor, which mm. keeps all of our data. Transistor's fire, by the way, if y'all don't use Transistor, but keeps all of our data back there. So once I made that switch, some of the data got a little bit skewed. So it's like half. So this is pretty much to me, I'm looking at like seven months. Wait, 
So we only did how many episodes? It says 25. But so you know you did more than 25. Okay, I'm like, wait, 25, that's only half the year. That's what I'm saying. We did, but half the year I switched to Transistor. Okay. So the numbers are just a little bit uh, skewed. Given we do be missing some weeks. That's fine, but 25 episodes is still a lot. That's more than most people. That is a lot, y'all. And this is just me like going off on something, but um, it it takes a lot of work to do a podcast. It really does. It takes a lot of work when it's just a passion project and it's not like a job. You're not getting money from it or anything because you have to set up all the equipment. You have to watch what you're going to you have to set aside time to watch what you're going to discuss then you have to come up with a discussion like okay so what are we going to talk about like how do we apply this then you have to actually sit down and record it and And then then my job's done but Corey then has post-production it's just and then really it's a lot marketing right so it's just a it's if you wanted to go out there uh, that way so the for for everybody who's listening who may be new this is truly a passion product of ours. This is mm-hmm. what we love to do now. Granted, there are aspects of it that I want to take further. I would love to make this much more of a business than what it is. But the promise that I made to Katie from the inception of this podcast was that I never wanted it to feel like a business to you. Yeah. I always wanted it to feel like, because this is for me, I'm just talking to you. It's special to me because it's something that we had before we shared it with the world. Mm-hmm. It's what we did. Yeah. We watched movies. We watched shows. We talked about what was going on and stuff like that. So it's really, I don't want to ruin that ever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, And so that can get shadowy if it becomes, oh, you you got to do this because of business. You got to do this because of business because it's part of our lively, like, livelihood. Then it becomes like resentful. Right. And then you don't want to do that with me even if we're not recording the podcast. Right. So. I don't ever want it to be that. I always want it. The reason why I kind of keep you out of everything is because I always want it to feel like you're just excited to record because we want to talk about the stuff. And it's just like what we normally do. Yeah. Because one thing about me, if you put too much in it, I get overwhelmed. And, then and I'm she's out. done. And you're done forever, <laughs> too. It's it like not picking it back up. I call her Miss 14 Days. She take, she'll pick up anything for 14 days. But by day 14, if she's not in love with that thing, it's a wrap. I know. It's and that's called... ADHD. ADHD. And that's on ADHD, baby. Anywho, what you been watching? Oh my gosh. So since the last time we talked, I have been, I've watched quite a bit. So I feel like this Saturday you watched like four movies. Um, I watched two. Oh, okay. Maybe just two very long movies. Uh, so I finally got to season five on Yellowstone. I'm not caught up yet. Yellowstone. Not even Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Is that what I said? Uh-huh. <laughs> so I am on season five, episode two. So I'm still not caught up to where it's live, but I'm okay with that. Um, So Yellowstone. And then I watched the Harry and Meghan documentary. Yes. Which I caught the tail end of, which wasn't bad at all. No, it was really good. And I just heard today that they're coming out with the second part. So I'm glad about that. Because it kind of just dropped off, right? Um, Yeah, at the wedding. Right. And like the situation with her dad. I just think that Megan and Harry get way too much hate. I feel like people either love, or love them or people either hate them. And even in the documentary, they were like, it's either like William or Kate, you know? Right. Or, William and Kate. William and Kate and then Harry and Meghan. Right. Um, it's either or. Like you're riding for either or. But to me, I never really had a strong feeling on either one of them. I'm just like, yeah, you know. But I've always <laughs> admired 
Harry for sticking up for his wife above his family. Facts. Because that's what you're supposed to do when you get married to mm-hmm. someone. And quite literally in the Bible. So I've always admired him for that in, in how scary it is to go against the royal family. You know, it's right. scary to go against your family as like a common a commoner, <laughs> a layman, yeah, a peon. Exactly. So I don't know. I think that they get a lot of unwarranted hate. And I think that the documentary really talks about how her life went from, even though she was a, a an actress, she lived a seemingly normal life. She was in Canada. She could go to the grocery store without being seen right. by I the paparazzi, you know, like she was living a normal life with her friends and like all this That's stuff. That's the kind of famous I want to be. And then all of a sudden she can't, brush her teeth without somebody taking a picture and posting what, it. What Eminem say? I can't take a in the bathroom without someone standing by it. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. Imagine being in the bathroom. So <laughs> it's just wild. And I I think it's a real eye opener of like I've been saying this. People people are like, well, they're not getting a lot of hate and you know, they're not getting as much hate as people say they are, yada yada. But the British tabloids and the British media is way different than the United States media. And what they were getting over there is way different than what we get over here. And newspapers and stuff don't mean anything to us really in the United States, but they're still huge over there. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. And they're still huge over there. Right. Like that is literally their way of life over there. Like print media is still huge. Yeah. And so it's just different. So it was an eye opener. Um, Why are we playing the hate Olympics anyway? I also, who knows? (laughs) We know. Um, Oh, well, that's just true. It's just wild. I also watched Four Christmases. Yes, Four Christmases. You saw that. An underrated Christmas movie. I love that movie. I love it so much. It's one of my top five Christmas movies. And I feel like it just doesn't get the notoriety that it should. For sure. Um, Also watched The Grinch. You watched The Grinch. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I saw that. Oh, Martha. Oh, oh Christmas. Christmas. That's also a top five. What else have I watched? I swear you were watching the National Lampoon. Yes, watch that. I've watched um, that a couple of times already. Yeah, because it's always on TV. Yeah. It stay on TV. That and um a Christmas story. Oh my God. You turn on TV right now. I bet if I pull up YouTube TV right now, live on TNT. Or FX or something. One of them yeah, two is going to be on. Probably. you know. And, or I, Home Alone. Them three run in in uh, just back to back. Just in syndication. You know, you know what I was about to say? I haven't watched Home Alone yet. Yeah, I haven't watched none of my... that's my favorite Christmas movie. Yeah. Wait, are we 12 days out? Um, Not yet. I think like 14. I was going to do mine on 12 because it gets a little slower for me. So I was about 13. to just do my 12 days. So t- starting tomorrow. We're 13 days I'm gonna out. I'm going to do my 12-day run of like just um, like my top 12 movies because I haven't watched... None of my favorite Christmas movies. Yeah. I've watched some Christmas movies. Some of them of which um, I'm just taking a stab at. Like, I've seen them all on the thing, and I'm like, oh, I just want to watch it and see what's going on. I haven't liked any of them. But I'm trying to watch, like, Jingle All The Way, yeah. Friday After Next. Like, my classic. Like, I feel like now, at this very moment right now, is when I'm about to, like, my Christmas mode is turning. Yeah, it hasn't really felt much like Christmas just because it's been so busy. But And I feel like, you know what, so I saw a TikTok. This was so genu- uh, genius. I should have saved it so I can play it. The guy, it made so much sense. Mm-hmm. He was like, has anybody noticed that as you got older, Christmas has stopped feeling like Christmas? Mm-hmm. And he was talking about the reason why 
Christmas has stopped feeling like Christmas is because the magic of Christmas for us when we were younger is because Christmas was just happening all around us. We didn't recognize that there was people putting in work to make us feel the way we were feeling. Right. The teachers were putting right. in stuff in the classroom. Your parents, parents decorating your your house, doing all of the uh, elf on a shelf stuff, you know, like always listening to music, having music on everywhere. You're out everywhere. Like it was everybody put in work to make the magic real. So it happened around you. It wasn't mm-hmm. like you had you to, had to in, do it yeah. and then have to, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's why it feels different. I feel like to us as we're grownups now, because one, we, we don't have any children or anything like that. So we're not creating the magic for somebody else. We're creating it for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I think the tide might turn when we do have kids. Yeah. And that's what I've seen a lot of people say is like, once you have kids, you can see Christmas through their eyes and it's, it's, like it's it back was. again, yeah. right? It's back again, but that lull of like, we just doing it for ourselves. It's for the birds. I want the magic <laughs> back. <laughs> I want the magic yeah. back. I want the family back. I want the matching PJs and the apple cider to make my stomach hurt and ginger snaps and just constantly listening to Christmas music and watching Christmas movies and not a care in the world. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? You remember them days where it's like, of course, in Texas it wasn't snowing, but it was like cold and the trees were bare. Yeah. Sometimes it was cold. Yeah, sometimes. Every once in a while. Well, it was cold. It was seven days a week. Two days were cold and the rest of the five were hot. <laughs> you know, you yeah. had to put socks on your hands because it was cold outside for two days. And then you could wear shorts for the rest of the five right. days because we were back to 72 degrees. Uh, welcome to Texas. But I feel like that when it comes to Christmas time. But Yeah. At least right now. What have you been watching? Um, What have I been watching? I have been, I feel like just sports because... Well, that's not true. I've been watching these like mom and pop Hallmark Christmas movies that have not been busting. I also watched Stomp the Yard 2. Interesting. Uh, very interesting because it wasn't that good. <laughs> but it's okay. It is what it is. And it's an old movie, so I was looking at it with a different lens. Mm. They thought they were really doing something with them dance moves. Um, dang, what else I watch? I watched... Um, I can't remember the name of it. I was going to start a new show, but I didn't want to do that either. I really want to wait till I get like a week off of work. Yeah. And then I'm going to just go. I'm going to go ham. I, I could probably get caught up in Yellowstone. I, you should. You should. You should watch Yellowstone. I want to watch White Lotus. Everybody been talking about White Lotus. And I'm not gonna have to get on it. I also want to watch The Crown. Yeah, I don't care that much about The Crown. I actually don't know why I feel. I probably actually know why I feel the, the way about like the royal family. I know exactly why I feel the way about the royal family. So I've always found it uh, interesting just in our interracial relationship of, of how excited you are about like that stuff and how like I'm like, uh. <laughs> it's yeah. like it's all footy for me. Yeah. Well, I'm not like obsessed with the royals no, right. by any means. But it's interesting to you. But my coworkers, some of my coworkers are. So that's why I like. And you want to be like in the I know. I just want to be in the know. Y'all want to talk to know. about stuff. Yeah. For sure. But I've also been hearing about the crown for years that it's really good. So only crown I'm worried about is the one I carry on my head because I'm a Kang. Not even the king, a Kang. You feel me? But mm-hmm. I tell you what, we just watched. We finally watched Don't Worry Don't Darling. Don't Worry Darling. And that's what we're going to talk about today, man. All right, let's get into it. All right, well, was it on HBO Max? Yes. So you can find it on HBO Max if you want to watch it. Um, it is starring Florence, whatever her last Pew. name is, Pew, who everybody is in love with. Um, I think she's just the most gorgeous thing in the world. Just not to say she's, she's very pretty. But anyway, 
um, Nick Kroll was in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry Styles. Yep. Um, and Olivia Wilde. Olivia Wilde. Chris and Pine. Chris Pine. Star Studded Cast. And it's a very interesting film. I really liked it. Here's the thing. I can't tell you why I couldn't take my eye off of it. But I couldn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't really pinpoint, like, why I enjoyed it. But I enjoyed it. So, I'm not going to take anything away from it. So, I'm going to give it 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10. I was thinking 85 out of 100. Yeah, 85 out of 100 is probably right on par with what I would do. 85 out of 100 um, is where I'm at with that because the questions that it leaves me aren't questions in, like, loophole of the story, right? So it's not like plot holes that I'm like, oh, this is the plot hole that I didn't get enough of, right? Mm -hmm. It was just like, man, I wonder why they chose to portray it this way. Okay. There's those type of questions, right? Yeah. I will say I was talking to Kaylee and she didn't like it. And I was, or maybe she didn't not like it, but um, I was like, what? I liked it so much. And she said, I just didn't find it believable because in real life she was a doctor she was a surgeon and you don't just go missing and nobody know where you are you know well for sure and that's a valid point so basically okay okay. spoiler alert spoiler alert if you have not seen it pause now watch it or listen to what we're about to say and then watch it later but basically the show is this. They're in this uh they're in the desert in this like 70s kind of set. Would you say 70s, maybe 60s? Yeah. 60s, 70s era. Um and the women there are like the all-American 60s women. Mm-hmm. They don't work. They stay home, they clean the house. They're very um put together, you know, they do what you would think women back then Basically did. the same thing every day. Right, same thing every day. They live the same life. All the neighbors are, you know, it's a, it's a classic neighborhood. All the men go to work. That's what they look like. They, they go to work and the women get together and they clean their houses and, and all the women are close, right? Every once in a while they have like a little dinner party or whatever. Uh, it's the classic, like kids pull up from school. You're outside waiting for them on the bus. There's a scene where uh, the uh, Harry comes home and Florence has a drink ready for him and she's put on... Uh, a, a nice outfit for him and she cooked him dinner like that's like the everyday thing mm-hmm. right so it's that type of setting and what Florence in the movie is experiencing is that she is having these lapses of in her mind where she's seeing these images and she's like what's going on so she knows that something is like a foot mm-hmm. but she can't put her thumb on it and then she's seeing some other um, redundancies I guess you can say which is she sees a plane crash and like a, a, a ripple in the sky so she's like what the heck is that um, which question I have a question about that too yeah. but um, and so she goes to look for this plane crash and she makes it to a place where she puts her hand on the glass and she kind of blacks out and then she wakes up back at her house right and she's like what happened and they just gaslight her and they're like oh nothing you were just asleep you shouldn't go out there Yeah. they always tell the women don't go far out there is dangerous Mm -hmm. but all the men leave every day so they're working on this project called um oh my god victory victory that's what they call it the victory project so imagine if somebody like dallas wasn't a thing yet but you first moved to dallas and all the men worked at victory 
and uh, they're trying to create a better world or whatever. They have left the world to to come to this place um, and live life how they're they're going to live their life. Mm-hmm. But Florence is putting it all together. She's very smart, which is why be, her being a doctor makes sense mm-hmm. because she's able to like put two and two together and start putting the, the puzzle pieces together. To be like, yo, something's actually going on. Also, shout out to the black woman in there. She also knew something was going on. Mm-hmm. And she tested the waters. She actually killed herself. And this was the greatest like uh, gaping hole for her was that Florence was dismissive of the black girl who was telling her, hey, there's something going on here. We shouldn't be here. Yada, yada, yada. And then the black girl's on top of the roof one time. She slits her throat and falls down to the ground. Florence is running to help her. Mind you, the, the tenets of her being a doctor are still in her. Right. Remember the plane crash oh, happens? Oh, yeah. She gets off the, the trolley and hikes what looks to be seemingly like at least 12 miles to the plane crash to see you know if they, somebody needs help. She runs towards a girl who's bleeding out now because she just slit mm. her throat. But she gets, you know, hyped up or scooped up by the people in the red. And yeah, so I, I, know, I didn't put together that that is like the nurturing of the doctor. Th- yeah, she's very, everything she does is very like nurturing. Right? She loves that stuff. That action is her. Mm-hmm. So basically she finds out that it's assimilation. She, uh, they take her in. She tries to like, she does some weird things. She tried to kill herself one time. She can't do it. Um, she does something to where they actually take her in. Harry sends her so that she can go get electro, uh, 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 electro, electroconvulsive therapy. She can get electroshock therapy to wipe her brain again or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they, they can continue to program her. Um, and that she won't ask any more questions. But when she gets back into the house, which she seems like she's normal again because she's not testing the waters, she gets back in the house. She has a full flashback about her life where she remembers being a doctor. Mm-hmm. And so she asks Harry, like, what is going on? Tell me the truth. Harry tells her the truth. Listen, this is not real. This yeah. is a made-up place. It is a simulation. Basically, Harry in real life has her trapped. Mm-hmm. On a bed, hooked up to an IV, hooked up to a machine that is keeping her in a comatose state, but is sending her into this place. Mm-hmm. So imagine it's like it's hooking her up to the internet and sending her into the uh, 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 Sims game, <laughs> right? Essentially, basically that's what it is. Yeah. So she's living in a Sims world, but on a real life, she's been kidnapped and hooked to a bed, and. Harry is uh, responsible for his wife. Now, what Harry does is his own, his rule is that he can only be in the Sims world. That's what I'm going to start calling it. (laughs) He can only be in Victory the Sims world for a certain amount of time. All the men can. So they have to check out. Yeah. That's why they leave and go to work every morning. What they do is they go to clock out, essentially. Yeah, they're not going to work. They're not going to work. They're they're going to back to real life. Back to real, yeah. So that they can live their real life. So they go live their real life and they come home and they get in bed next to their their spouse. They hook up to Sims 2 and they go into Sims World. So it's just a wild simulation. And she, I don't know if she makes it out, actually. The end is pretty ambiguous yep. about what happens because... Well, he doesn't make it out. Well, he definitely doesn't make it out. So if you die in the... Um, at least the men. If the if the men in the die in the Sims world, they die in real life. Yeah. And she she murked him. Really out of protection. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like she just wanted to go just ham on him, but right. she did out of protection. 
Um, and then she, there's a, a long chase scene. It's pretty interesting. People are figuring out. It seems like maybe the women in the world are kind of banding together. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I don't know if she made it out or not. I'm assuming that she did. But what's she going to do when she makes it to the real world and she can't? She's tied up and her husband next to her dead. True. So a lot of questions, but I enjoyed the film. Now, it did give me Get Out vibes. Mm-hmm. You did um, say that. And I was like, hmm, okay. Katie told me Stepford Wise, and I was like, facts. Have you ever seen Stepford Wise? I haven't. Uh, my, it, it's, this movie to me is Stepford Wise, Get Out, and The Truman Show all put together. Mm. Like, in just in one movie. Yeah. There's no, uh, well, my mom said nothing original under the sun. She does say that <laughs> She all the said time. it all the time. Ain't nothing original under the sun. Um, because they just took kind of those three concepts and made a film, but they made it, I feel like tastefully. Yeah. I loved the concept. I think that it was such a cool, I don't know. I find this like dystopian world. So interesting. Right. You know, is it dystopian now? Okay. I guess not. I mean, like, but I see what you're saying. Like, this, like, simulated world. Yeah. Like, the escape to a simulated world. Like, uh... Yeah, I find I, the the idea behind that, that, like, you can put it on somebody in real life and send them... In, I find that whole process, like, super interesting. Now, that's where I want to... That's where I wanted to land. So, thank you for walking into that. Of course. My question is... So, we have movies like that. Uh, Ready Player One somewhat is kind of the same. Um, there was an old movie I Which think I've that never had, seen. Or I, read. I think that had um, what was the dude in Die Hard? Kevin something, Willis, Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis. I think it, this movie has Bruce Willis in it. It's called Surrogate. Now I'm just gonna test my brain real quick. Pull out your phone. Let's Google this real quick. I don't have my phone. Oh, uh, you don't have your phone. I'm Google it. So I think back in like 2009 or something. I believe I was in college or maybe getting close to college or something like that. There was a movie that came out, but Bruce Willis in it called Surrogate. And basically, he would wake up in the morning, like work out in his room, and he would get into this pod and send out like a surrogate into the real world. So he never had to leave his apartment. Like mm. who was out in the real world was not actually him. It was a representation of who he is. Interesting. But it wasn't actually him. Right? So my question is, we have a bunch of these movies, somewhat even like Avatar, if we want to get into that, is why, why do we find that so fascinating? The... The, the escape. escape from reality. That was kind of weird. We said escape at the same time. Why is the escape so fascinating? Well, I think we find escapes fascinating um, in many different aspects. I mean, everything, not everything, a lot of things we do is an escape from our reality. Watching TV, escape from our reality. How so? Um, well, they say that, right? So the reason why I'm saying how so is that I really want to dive deeper into are those things, are some things that people say are, is it escape from reality? Is it really an escape from reality or is that still part of what our reality is? And like, what is a true escape? Well, I mean, I think that's a, I think that's an interesting question because if you think about them going into this, like the escape from their reality into this fake world, but that was still reality. Mm. As much as they knew. Was the people who got duped. Right. But the dudes, it wasn't, right? It was a, you might as well be playing video games. 
you know, our video games, as people say, sometimes it is like it's an escape as a cope or a coping mechanism or a vice, so Mm -hmm. to say. But I don't know, because like to me, I'm like, what are you using the vice for or what are you using the thing for? Right. Right. So I think sometimes the escapes from reality or the things that they say are escapes from reality um, are really based in the intention of what you are doing it for. Right. Yeah. So let's talk about drugs. Granted, th- this is this can get very convoluted, and I am not saying that this is just one thing. Obviously, addiction is very real, and there's, there's a chemical imbalance there, right? Mm-hmm. But also, we're talking about escape from reality and getting high and all of those other things. Your intention to do so was to relieve yourself of the stress and stuff that you have to deal with today, right? Mm-hmm. If my intention was to just be entertained... Was the entertainment something that like, oh, I just want to be relieved of the stress or it's like, oh, I just want to be entertained? Because if that's the, f- the case, it's yeah. all entertainment, a vice. I don't know. I know, right? This is just, <laughs> I'm, this, is, this is just an open thought, right? Like yeah. things that I'm like thinking when I'm... I'm Watching a movie, I'm like, dang, bro. Because, like, what's the message in the story that they're trying to tell? Yeah. Especially when... Here was, here's the one that I think was pretty deep. By the way, the pizza is on the way. Uh, um, here's the, here's a, the, the scene that really got me. So, y'all, she figured out that she was a doctor. Mm-hmm. She was a surgeon, I think, maybe. Anyway, she was a doctor. She was an MD. And she worked tirelessly. I mean, we talking 30-hour shifts with six hours sleep and back at it. Yeah. Which I find very dangerous. Very dangerous. I don't want anybody sleep deprived no, doing surgery on me. on me. Facts. Like, come Even on. Even though I know they probably are. But Sorry, like, I nicked your uh, artery because I was tired. Um, caffeine ain't going to do enough, right? So anyway, it seems like on the surface, because she was a little bratty and old buddy was trying to like love on her and she was like, uh, I want to take a shower and just go to bed and I'm tired and this, that, and the third, right? And he seemed like a bum. And he seemed like he was a bum, like he wasn't doing much. But to him, he gave her the perfect life. Mm-hmm. And she was happy. Mm-hmm. And she was like, and for the most of the movie, that's that's the sentiment that we got, right? Right. She's enjoying where she's at. She loves her stuff until she figured out something's wrong. Right. And then when she figured out that was her, you know, what her life was before and she remembered it, she was like, you had no right. To, that was my life. Right. Mm-hmm. Almost as if she was saying, I would have rather lived in the situation, which may look dire to everybody else, which may look like chaos to everybody else than to live in your perfection. Right. Because that was the life that I chose. Right. And I was like, dang, that's so profound. Sometimes when you look at people, chaos. It's their perfection. Yeah. And by introducing your thought of perfection, you have now sent them into the into chaos. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about this like in our relationship. <laughs> I was like, explain with this sentiment. This is it's simple. On on certain things, it's simple. The way the things that bring you comfort and joy look very peaceful to you and they mm-hmm. are very peaceful clean nice neat the way you reset right mm-hmm. I find comfort in the chaos things 
to me, though they may look messy, are not messy. Yes, they are. <laughs> but see, okay, you just prove my point. That's what I'm saying. They are they are to you, but they're not to me, right? Mm-hmm. So, in essence, just by using this logic, I'm not saying this is the case. If you're forcing me, there is a difference between me choosing to live in between both lives, right? Mm-hmm. If you're forcing me to live the way you want me to live, though on the outside, this is I can see how this can cause divorce, right? And issues in a relationship. You wanted something, you saw something that didn't look perfect to you, but it was perfect to me. Yeah. My seeing that your need for everything to be nice and neat and in a place is chaos to me. It's chaotic to me, right? Mm -hmm. Because to me, it means you're going to spend so much time trying to place things that you're actually going to just mess up. You see me using things and not putting stuff back. You're like, how can you just not do this, right? So there's, in our minds, our worlds, our perfect worlds are not compatible. So if you were to force me into your perfect world, what could happen is your thought is that I am happy, which is what he was saying. You're happy. Mm Mm-hmm. And you're like, how are we getting divorced? Why are we having this argument right now? You're happy. Yeah. Everything's perfect. It's not. Everything's perfect to in your view. Mm-hmm. You forced me to be here. Mm-hmm. I didn't want this. You made this to be what it is. Right. Likewise, if I did the opposite for you. Right. Right? Where I made you live in my wor- discombobulated world. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking everything's cool. And at some point you explode on me. I'm like, what is going on? You're happy here. Like, I don't understand what's going on. Right. Uh, so I found that to be like a small moment with a like that was very deep at the end of the day. That moment was like crazy. I'm like, dang, bro, she's she really telling him like, I didn't need your peace, I have my own. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's so true because it's like exactly what you were saying, just because I see something as peaceful peaceful doesn't mean that you see something as peaceful. Right. And I mean the cleanliness thing is like the perfect example. So the perfect example. You didn't have to put your fingers together when you said that. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> perfect. It was perfect. Um, but it's different when we're working together, right? right. Like if I recognize that um I could be um a little bit more helpful into your world of perfectness, right? So like, okay, when I'm leaving this, I need to put this stuff up and fold this blanket. Mm-hmm. And that's gonna be good enough for you. Mm-hmm. Right. Or for you when you're like, all right. I don't really like this room. It's looking a little messy, but it's his room. So I'm going to just let it, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, w- because we love each other and that's what the true love is. Because we love each other, we're going to work towards each other's perfect. Right. Even though sometimes we don't understand it, even though sometimes it gives us our own little anguish, we'll work towards it because I love you. The problem becomes when I force you into something and it's not really utopia at all. It's really hell. And I've been mm-hmm. living in it this whole time mm-hmm. and you've been gaslighting me. So I guess, was the movie, is that the thing? The movie was about gaslighting? Gaslighting one-on-one? Essentially, did you know that gaslighting was the most looked up word in... 2022? 2022, yeah. That's interesting. I wonder what else was. Somebody said the, like a new word in the dictionary or the word of the year was... The word of the year is a word I've never heard of before in my life. The word of the year was gaslighting. Are you sure? I think. No, it was something wild, y'all. Hold up. Tangent. First of all, I was right about the surrogate movie. Oh, you were? Came out in 2009. 37 on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm, um, but good. let me look it up. But um, I I don't know. I just liked the 
premise behind it. And I guess, as you were saying, there's plenty of movies like this, but a lot of the movies that you mentioned, I don't watch. So this is true. I haven't watched. The word of the year this year was goblin mode. Stop. <laughs> That's why I was like, when I seen it on the news. Stop it right I'm like, now. yo, I've never heard this before. What is Are it? we getting old? Let's see. Goblin Mode is Oxford's 2022 Word of the Year. Oxford, not Merriam-Webster. Oh, that might be why. The term is defined as a type of behavior which is unapologetically self-indulgent, lazy, um, and greedy, typically in a way that rejects social norms or expectations. I still don't get it. Can you use it in a sentence? That's what I'm trying to figure out right now. Thank you. Uh, I thought I was going to say it in a sentence. Oh, like somebody went goblin mode. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like beast mode, okay. but just goblin. Okay. That's trash. Anywho, I suggest you watch the film. I'm probably going to watch it again. That's why I gave it an 85. Uh, okay, let me ask you this. No, I'll definitely watch it again. Do you think it was worth all of the... Hype? <laughs> All of the drama that surrounded it and all of the hype, no. which I will say um, that and I wasn't up on all of the all of the drama that was going on. So forgive me if I'm misspeaking, but I do remember hearing hearing something that said that the reason Florence was upset, Miss Flo, was because Olivia Wilde was saying like this movie depicts women giving in to their sexuality and being sexual beings. And I didn't pick that up at all. Florence was like, that negates everything else we did because that's not even the premise. I didn't pick that up one bit. Yeah. What? (laughs) I'm lost. And wasn't Shia LaBeouf supposed to be in a thing? So. Oh, was that another film? No, he was supposed to. Yeah. He was supposed to be the, he was supposed to be Harry Styles. I think. Yeah. Bro would have killed that. Yeah. Bro would have killed that. He would have went goblin mode. I'm just joking. <laughs> goblin mode seems lazy. Uh, right. Yeah, I know. I don't know if that was the right way to use that one. Obviously, I just learned this word. Um, no. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? And I'm not saying Harry did a bad. I think Harry did good. I think Harry did a good job. Child would have went to a whole nother level. Yeah. He would have took that to a whole. Especially when he was like, just a bum. Also, I thought it was really funny how um, they a- like they asked him what his persona wanted to be, like what he occupation. Yeah, I was like, that's funny. Yeah, why would he? That's hilarious. But yeah, you can choose who you want to be when you go into the Sims world or go into Victory or whatever it's called. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The, I don't think the hype around the movie um, with all of the drama like made me I think it made people want to see it more because mm-hmm. they were like I want to see what's going on yeah but I don't think it like lived up I don't think I was like oh dang like this is I got exactly what I need because of the drama you know yeah if that makes sense I was like at the end of the day I think it's a good film it was shot beautifully uh, it was colored great the mm-hmm. cinematography is great the um the twists and turns were really good the story isn't bad at all it paced very well mm-hmm uh, even though it was somewhat on the longer end, but it paced very well. But I feel like it never lost my attention. That's what I'm saying. So it paced perfectly. Mm-hmm. If you never lost your attention, it paced perfectly. Especially mine. Right. Because you two seconds and you out of there. <laughs> um, 
so I liked it. And I think it's a good film. I'm going to watch it again. I'm going to try to dive a little bit further into some of the imagery. You know what I wish now, though? Like, I feel like it left me wanting to know everyone else's story. Like, why are y'all in here? Right. They could have did a... Okay. No... No bull. They could do a sequel. Forget the sequel. It would have been a better TV show. I agree with it would that. Would have been a better TV show. Now there are there's not times where I advocate for a TV show. Yeah. Because most times people do a 10 episode when it just needed five. Yeah. Like a WandaVision. Yes. That's what I'm getting from it. They could have went very far in this. Yeah. Where by episode three or four, they could have un they could have unlocked the secret for us, which is that we know that it's a simulation, but the character but still nobody don't know. knows. Not until yeah. like episode seven or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're trying to just get out or episode eight or nine. If they're doing 10 episodes. But it would have get, it would have given us, because I agree with you. I, I want to know more about Olivia Wilde's character who went in. Yeah. On her own because her kids died. Yeah. Well, obviously her kids died. So, but you know what's so crazy too about that is that she was like, well, this is the world that I choose because my kids are here. My kids are alive. But like, she didn't want anything to do with her kids. I don't think that she didn't want anything to do with her kids. It's because it's, that's how her trauma is, right? Mm. She feels guilty that she created it. WandaVision. Same thing. She was Wanda in the show. Yeah. She feels guilty because she knows it's not real. Yeah, okay. She knows it's not real. Imagine creating uh, the, the, uh, the, not the dissonance, but the push-pull of the loves of your life or the love of your life not being there. And you can create a world that they are in, but you still actually know. Right? Because her reality is still the same. She leaves probably too. Yeah. I don't know how she does it, but she leaves too. She ain't there 24-7, I don't believe. Well, maybe she is. Either way, she knows because she chose to go there. Or maybe so, in her husband, maybe her and her husband, since they did lose their kids, they decided to, to do go together. together. Yeah. Right. And so they know that they're in there. So the reality to them is not gone. It's not suspended. Yeah. So she still has to deal with the pain. So we should have known that too. They were giving us, they were giving us uh, um, little clues all movie. About her. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> and where she was still connected to the real world when everybody else wasn't. How? Why was she not like her? Think about it. And all the times where she was talking about when she gaslit uh, Florence at the party, when she was not looking at her kids and why she didn't like her kids and everything else, mm. when the time when she looked away from her kids, when the kids got off the bus, that's her showing emotion. They're her kids. Why would she not like her kids? Yeah. There's her showing e- the emotion of not having her kids and having to live every day with looking at her kids and recognizing that she doesn't have her kids. But if she was not connected to the real world, she wouldn't know that. It would be pure bliss. Mm-hmm. They would have zapped out her mind that she lost her kids and she would be living in this world with her kids where she would be excited to see her children. Right. But because she willingly went in, they didn't zap her mind. So she knows that these are not really her kids. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. Make me want to watch it even more. Gotcha. That just popped up in my head, but they did a good job. I just think they would have went, it would have been a fire show. Yeah, agreed. Give me seven episodes. Agreed. Tough. And one season, too. Don't do the whole rest of it. Okay. Yeah. Let them get out or whatever. Or you do eight episodes. Episode seven, Florence Pugh gets out, but episode eight, she's trying to she's trying to burn the thing down, right? Yeah. And she's trying to go back in to get people out. Did you ever watch The Wilds on Prime? That's when they're on the island? No, I didn't watch it. I seen you watching it, so yeah. I caught a couple of like here and there. You should but it's watch like it. a 
it's like um, it's, that's kind of like a simulation too. They put them on an the island or whatever. And yeah, somewhat like old, but old is like based in in medicine. Mm-hmm. So, um, I like that. But that would have been fire. She got out, and now her mission is like to go back and burn it all down. That would have been yeah. That'd have been a tough show, man. Y'all dropped the ball. I'm just joking. Yeah. I didn't drop the ball because y'all really made a good movie. So yeah. shout out to y'all. I'm sure y'all reaped the benefits of uh, making the movie. You made your money back. But y'all should watch it. You got anything else to talk about it? I'm about to get on this pizza. I'm hungry. Mm-mm. Listen. We're going to be back talking about other stuff next week. I don't know what we're going to watch this week. But I think I have an idea would maybe uh, pique my interest. Okay. Um. But I like this movie, eighty five out of out of a hundred. Might have just this conversation might have put it, pushed it up to eighty seven. Okay. Um, strictly for the Olivia Wilde and them giving us little hints and stuff like that. <laughs> I'm gonna go back and like write down every single one. Okay. Just, just call them. I do a little breakdown for TikTok or something. Um, but other than that, I enjoyed it. I'm ready to watch. I'm ready to get my week off. Just watch TV, man. Watch movies, man. It's yeah, it's almost Christmas. It's almost Christmas. It's almost what they say. How you say? Quizmore. Yeah, Quizmore. <laughs> All right. Well, you know the drill. If you're watching TV and ask, are you still watching? Always. You're not. Press next. <laughs> Always press next. We'll see y'all next week.